Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network presented by BetMGM. Joe Ojo, Jaron Hawksworth with you on a Friday. Coming up 20 minutes from now, college football. We'll dive into week two. The biggest underdog Texas has ever been at home with Alabama coming in tomorrow at noon. We'll hit that. We'll get to a discussion on contest picks for Joe and Paul. One of my favorite segments each week is uh, I try to pick pick at them and and help them out a little bit as they uh, finalize their five. And our, we'll finalize our survivor pick as a show for the contest. I think I think I know where we're leaning, but we'll get to that coming up mm-hmm. in about 40 minutes. And then lightning bets are fair plays for week number one and week two, college, NFL, coming up. Right now, though, we go out to the guest line. Ian Harditz going to join us for Pro Football Focus, talk all things week one and his favorite players are props this week. Ian, welcome to the show. Um, before we get to anything for Sunday and Monday, just need your reaction off the last night. Was that more about the the Bills uh, being this good or a little bit worry on the Rams and what we saw last night? What was your takeaway from game number one of the season? Uh, you know, for the Rams, obviously, didn't look great, as we all saw. So a mixture of the Bills just being that damn good, maybe just a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover. I mean, that seemed to be what Sean McVay himself was saying after the game, just saying they didn't come to play. And, you know, other than Aaron Donald, it, it did kind of look like that out there. So to not have Allen Robinson involved, to not have Cam Akers involved, you know, it's just stuff that came straight out of the mouth of uh, Sean McVay and these beat writers himself. So frustrating night, you know, for anyone that was uh, rostering those dudes in fantasy. But I wouldn't, you know, overly panic and expect the Rams to all of a sudden be, you know, this, this lackluster team week to week. I think they probably just ran into a buzzsaw at the wrong time. Ian, uh, w- when you look at the number of changes we have here with the offensive play callers, something in the fantasy world and the prop world that you have to pay close attention to, it's staggering. It's not just the teams that traded head coaches. There are a lot of changes throughout the league. Nearly half. You, you count it up, and there were 14 changes at play caller. So maybe that's a, a spot where we can target some lower numbers. What do you think about that? Are, are there any specific teams, new play callers, that, that you plan on targeting that you're specifically high on? 
specifically high on, I think the Miami Dolphins are the easy one to feel a lot better about just because we have an opportunity where Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Yeah, it's two wide receivers, and, you know, Tua probably isn't the quarterback I would pick if I was forced to to actually, you know, get these two top 24 uh, fantasy receivers produced. But with that said, really, who else is in this offense? The Mike Jasicki experiment is seemingly going south because they're insisting on using him in the positions he's not good at. Chase Edmonds, a little bit banged up. I'm not so certain he's going to be someone demanding that big of a target share in the first place. So I'm coming around slowly and slowly to the idea that both Tyreek and Waddle might just have enough opportunity to go out there and have some big seasons. But to your point, man, it really is a guessing game until we actually know. And that's kind of been something we've seen in Denver and Chicago, especially with the uh, pipeline coming from Matt LaFleur. And I guess that's a big problem because we have these play callers leaving. But more and more, you know, some of the top coaches in the league right now, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur, they all call their own plays. So when we got to start looking at guys like Kevin O'Connell, Luke Getze, you know, Nathaniel Hackett, we're always kind of making that leap of, okay, how much of what they were doing in the previous team was their call and how much of it was the head coaches. So a little bit of a grain of salt. I'm looking forward to knowing much more about all these offenses by this time next week. Yeah, me too. Ian, is there anyone you're looking at prop-wise that you think could have a big game or maybe you're looking to fade? Yeah, a couple of the quarterback uh, completion totals. You know, I know we're partying like it's 2018 again out here with a lot of these starting quarterbacks we got going. But Mitchell Trubisky under 20.5 completions. I was uh, podcasting with Kevin Cole on the PFF Fantasy Football Podcast yesterday, and I asked Kevin if he thought Trubisky could hit over or under two and a half starts. And Kevin took the under on two and a half quarters, and I don't think he's wrong. Um, necessarily <laughs> to think that. So wow. we saw this. We saw this a couple years ago when uh, Deshaun Watson was coming into the league, and it was just Tom Savage the entire preseason. Then, and Tom Savage's defense, you know, facing that, I think, 2017 Jaguars defense really was no joke out there, but it really did only take two quarters uh, for Deshaun Watson experience to begin. So, certainly seems like a matter of when, not if, Kenny Pickett takes over. So, I'll happily be taking Trubisky's under in the meantime. And also, I think Marcus, Mario, uh, Marcus Mariota under 18.5 completions. That just seems like a high number in a new offense that could very well lean towards being one of the more run-heavy groups in the league, throwing the Saints defense, maybe not being you know quite as good as in past years, you know, losing uh, Gardner, Gardner Johnson and things like that, but still a pretty formidable group. So I will happily be fading Trubisky and Mariota, despite you know having a typical offseason where everyone's in the best shape of their life. Everyone's looking forward to having the best year of their career. Ian, a lot of questions in Green Bay in terms of the wide receiving core this year, especially early on. And now Alan Lazard, and not you know not a full participant in practice this week. Vikings could stop the run last year. I know they have a different coaching staff, but it feels like a game for the the, the Packers running backs. Which of the two do you like better this week? I mean, Aaron Jones has been a star, but it feels like A.J. Dillon. It feels like we're getting closer to 50-50 with those two. Beyond both, beyond one, over the other. Thoughts on the Packers running back distribution and how it might look this week? Yeah, I think Jones is the one you need to auto start. And Dylan, I'm okay being a little bit behind the uh, eight ball this week, but moving forward, you know, we'll get back into it if we do see that 50 50 split. The big question is because as we see, you know, throughout the league now, only so many true one running back backfields left. I mean, in the year 2000, there were 19 different running backs that had over 300 touches. Last two years, there have been four. So it really just is a situation where in fantasy, if there's two running backs, we can live with that, three or more. That's when it gets problematic. But even the two running back committees can often be pretty different. Uh, I'm really curious how they're going to actually be switched in and out because if it's just, hey, Aaron, first drive you, AJ, second drive is going to be you, 
that's a situation where we can honestly probably rank them right next to each other. Now, if they play more to the skill sets, Aaron Jones is the one being treated as the more pass down back and just getting all the targets in. In his credit, you know, I do think that he's right up there with the Ecklers, McCaffrey's, Naeem Hines of the world in terms of what he's able to do. Though Kamara in there as well, I'm not trying to slight anybody, but A.J. Dillon, he's capable in his own right. I mean, last year, these guys did have the same number of games with at least 40 receiving yards. So it's one of those things where, in Jones's case, we're probably hoping that he's going to just have an opportunity to lead this team in targets. In Dylan's case, it is going to hopefully be more of just a pure one-two punch. And if that's what it turns out to be, both these guys could be top 20 running backs on an every week basis moving forward. All right, Ian, what about uh, some of the season props before things get uh, going on Sunday and all those get taken off the board? What are some overs and unders that you love? Yeah, I mean, you know, generally I'm just going to be pounding those unders, particularly for any of the big rushing yards. Uh, so I don't have any specific ones pulled up, but just Derek Henry, even Jonathan Taylor, and just all those guys. Like, I'll just take the unders on those big lines. So many things can happen in terms of workload changes, injuries, just pure ineffectiveness. So if you're if you're a running back in your late 20s and uh, you got an, an over-under of at least 1,000 yards on that rushing yard prop, good chance I'm going to be pounding that under. One that we uh, kept hearing that that I was curious that you were on is uh, Carr to lead the league in passing yards and C.D. Lamb to lead the league in receiving yards. Are, Are you high, low, or neutral on those guys? At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com therapy60. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, I'm a fan of those. And, you know, again, I do think generally under is better. But in these cases, we do have Derek Carr in a division that should be, you know, one shootout after another weekly throughout this entire season with Adams, with Remper, with Waller. I know McDaniels, and you look back at his Patriots offense, at least over the last five, eight years, even when Brady was there, they were transitioning towards being more of a run first group. But man, when you had Adams and those guys I just mentioned, and you got to be in this division, you know, with Mahomes, Russ, and Herbert and everything else going on, I just think their hand's going to be forced. So, in Carr's credit, I mean, the first six, seven weeks of last season before the Henry Ruggs incident, he was playing truly the best football of his career. So, hey, he's able to string that together throughout the entire season. I do think he deserves to be in that conversation. And Carr has been a big reason why I was comfortable fading Joe Burrow throughout the season-long fantasy ordeal. Not that there's anything wrong with Joe Burrow, but to me, I see both guys as – 
stationary quarterbacks that aren't giving us a rushing floor with a chance to flirt with 5,000 yards and, you know, 30, 40 touchdowns. The difference is Carr was regularly going almost 100 picks after Burrow, depending on the draft you were in. So certainly down for guys like Carr and Cousins. That's arbitrage versions of Burrow and even Tom Brady. Um, in terms of CeeDee Lamb, Cowboys, most available targets in the league. Everyone's saying, like, oh, well, how come he hasn't broken out yet? I don't know. He's 22 years old, and not everyone can be Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase. So, CD, just looking at what he did from rookie to second year, really improved across the board. And, you know, let's not forget this guy has not gotten to play with Dak Prescott for an entire full season yet. So, losing Cooper, not having Gallup out there. Cowboys just don't really have another choice with where to go the ball. And I think CD, his skill set is just uh, – What's the right word? He has such a diverse skill set, I would say, that even if he's in a situation where teams know he's getting the ball and they're able to focus him, focus on him, I think he can be used similar to Cooper Cup. Not trying to get into Cooper Cup or whole discussion here, but yeah. just in terms of, you know, literally just throw him the ball behind the line of scrimmage, get the ball in his hands, let him make some plays quickly. So as long as Kellen Moore is able to do that, and I know we all saw – the last play that Kellen Moore called, and that's kind of dinging his reputation lately. But give the man credit for uh, leading the NFL's number one ranked scoring offense last year. I'll be betting on CD Lamb heavily this year. Good. I have two already a couple CD Lamb season long props. Let's go. So, what about MVP? Anyone interest you in that market? The uh, you know usual Herbert Josh Allen answers are interesting. I actually think I'd be putting my money on Patrick Mahomes here. I think we could have you know one of those y'all must have forgot campaigns out of him. And yeah, we're sharing the notes about there's not going to be one specific wide receiver involved week to week, and that might be unfortunate for them. But so far, I mean, since 2018, we have not lived in a world where Patrick Mahomes has been anything other than the best quarterback or a top two, three quarterback in the entire NFL. So I'm not expecting that to go anywhere. And just like with Aaron Rodgers, where you can make the argument that maybe not completely force-beating Adams could just lead to him more calmly going through his progressions, I think that's also there for Mahomes. The difference with Mahomes is I think he actually has a few more additional wide receivers to work with in place of Tyree Kill. So, look, all 32 NFL offenses are better off with Tyree Kill than without Tyree Kill. I just think that Mahomes is good enough to probably not make it matter in the long run. Ian, uh, about 60 seconds here. We're, we see a matchup of young quarterbacks in Chicago on Sunday. Trey Lance uh, starting the year as the quarterback with the Niners and Justin Fields. Both their props are in the 30s right now over at BetMGM for rushing yards. Are you expecting both of those guys to have big games on the ground? Yeah, they might have to as well. I know the wind isn't that high, but it looks like there's going to be 60%, 70% chance of rain in Chicago throughout Sunday afternoon. So in Lance's case, they get up. They play with the lead, which they're sure expected to. I believe six-and-a-half-point favorites last time I saw. If they get that lead, they're going to be running because that's the new offense. Trey Lance, probably the most run-heavy offense in the league. You know, if the Bears get down, well, guess what? Now we got Justin Fields scrambling out there. So that's the reason why with both of these guys, I know the hesitation to really crown them as the next big thing I in fantasy because, yeah, neither of them looked all that good throwing the football last year. Fields had some flashes, especially against the Steelers, but just overall. Now, we got to remember, Jalen Hurts last year wasn't exactly, you know, uh, lighting the fire with uh, his passing ability. Josh Allen as a rookie, Lamar Jackson as a rookie. You don't need to be a great real-life quarterback to be a great fantasy quarterback, and I think especially Lance and to a lesser extent Fields are going to show that again this year. Ian Harditz, Pro Football Focus. Thank you, and we appreciate it. We'll catch up again soon. On the other side, let's talk some college football here. Week 2, Alabama, Texas, Pitt, Tennessee. Up next, right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.